going to read in chapter 12 a couple of verses that some of you, uh, you've been in the church long enough to know these verses by heart. That is to quote them and um, um, even more so than quoting them, we hope that you are indeed living them and we want to speak to you today from this portion of scripture. Romans chapter 12 uh, verses 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2. Romans 12. 1 and 2. The scripture says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, uh, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I would like to use for a thought this morning, be different. Be different. Uh, as it has already been implied, if not explicitly stated, within the next couple of weeks, most of our young people, our students, uh, will be returning to school, and uh, you know this is a this is a time of excitement on the one hand because you know students go back and they renew old friendships and they make new friends and they meet new teachers and administrators and and they learn new things, but for some it's also a dreaded time uh, because it means uh, you know picking up and donning that mantle of discipline. Uh, that guides your life day by day. Uh, no more getting up at noon. No more going to bed late at night. No more wasting the whole day fooling around and playing. It's just as the folks used to say years ago, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And many other subjects uh, have to be learned. Homework has to be uh, completed. And tests have to be taken, all the dreaded tests see if you really did learn anything. Uh, and uh, so because that time is upon us, we, uh, those of us who are not, don't do that anymore, we, we, we need to pray for our students, amen. And we need to show them uh, our support. Uh, most of you are aware that uh, our country is in trouble, especially when it comes to schools in many ways. Uh, it used to be a safe haven. It's a dangerous place sometime now. And uh, we just pray that God will have mercy on all of our children and children across the nation. Amen. And uh, protect them. Uh, but the environment of our schools, be they public schools or private schools, and I hate to say it, but even some so-called Christian schools, the environment is just frankly ungodly. Amen. All of our students who are returning to school are going to be pressured in some fashion to conform to thoughts and entertain pursuits of this present age that does not submit to God's authority. And uh, it's not going to be easy for them to resist the pressure to conform, but it is possible. It is possible. And so I want to encourage our students and everyone else who's here today under the sound of my voice to be different. Be different when you go back into these spiritual, hostile environments. 
you might say be different from what? Well, be different from the mold that the world is going to try to press you into. They're going to try to get you to think that you have to be this way, look this way, talk this way, uh, behave a certain way in order to uh, be happy and to be a part of them. But what I want you to do is purpose within yourself right now to yield to God and be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. In this same book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 29, the apostle Paul says that those who God foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. We sing the song every once in a blue moon to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. Oh, how I long to be like him. And this song is about more than the uh, pleasing melody. It's about more than the wonderful poetic words. Amen. Those words should actually be the sentiment of our heart. They should be the earnest desire of our heart to indeed be like Jesus. He is the ultimate example. Amen. We are, the apostle Peter said, to walk in his footsteps. Praise the Lord. So young people, I want you to know this. If you yield to God and be conformed to the image of his son, you will experience God's grace. Amen. And his grace is going to be manifested to you in this fashion. Amen. It's going to be manifested as enabling power. Hallelujah. Not just, uh, uh, just, an un, uh, just a favored uh, position, but it's going to be manifested to you as enabling power. Amen. That, that allows your light, amen, that is in you to shine like a bright light in the midst of the darkness of your school campus. Praise the Lord. And you're not there to shine, to judge, or condemn others, but so that those that really want to see the great light, which is Jesus Christ our Lord, can know how to come to him. You want to be about your father's business. You want to be that person that can attract them to come to Jesus Christ and come to know a life that is better than the life they live. Because anytime you are freed from sin, anytime your sins have been forgiven and taken, taken away, amen, you are living a better life than someone who is bound in sin, chained by the enemy, amen, and is a slave to the thoughts and the desires of the world. Praise the Lord. And, and so that's why I believe that the Apostle Paul uh, speaks expressly to this need to be transformed, amen, which means to be changed, amen, so we can be different, amen. That's why we want to highlight verse 2 where he says, again, in our text, Romans 12 and 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Praise the Lord. So let's just talk a little bit just for a moment about Romans because this book was written by the great apostle Paul who God anointed and sent as the apostle to the Gentiles, the apostle to people who were non-Jews. And uh, history teaches us that he wrote this letter while he was on his third and final missionary journey. And at the time he was living in Corinth and we're living with the Corinthian saints. 
Amen. And uh, he wanted to write to the church at Rome. It was not one of the churches that he founded during one of his three missionary journeys. Uh, but uh, he wanted to write to them, amen, so that they could uh, know something about the gift that God had given him to be a blessing to them. He may not have founded the church, and we don't know who founded it, but we know according to Acts chapter 2, amen, that there were people in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost that were from Rome. And so perhaps these people went back to their home city, and the Lord used them, amen, to found the church there. And so Paul, amen, is talking to us early in his writings about the purpose of this, this book. And he said it was so that he could impart some spiritual gift to the end that they may be established and that he could be comforted with them by the mutual faith that they had in Christ Jesus the Lord. Uh, this was a faith uh, in Jesus that they shared. And he said he wanted to have some fruit among them, even as he had among some of the other Gentiles. Amen. As I forestated, Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles. And so uh, any serious student of the word of God is going to find that this book of all the epistles written in the New Testament, especially by the hand of the apostle Paul, is a, is a special work because it's a work of systematic theology. Amen. In other words, Paul talks about various religious topics that we need to know about and he teaches us what it is we ought to believe about these topics. And so in this book of Romans, you'll find out that some of the key theological themes that he explores, amen, is sin. Amen. He talked about sin and what it is. He talked about justification by faith. Amen. He talked about righteousness and what it is and that we need it. He talked about the grace of God. He explained to us, especially to those of us who are Gentiles, what the law was all about. And he talks to us about holiness. And so we thank God for this book because it's concise. It hits the point, amen, explaining these things to us within the context of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He verily declared in chapter 1, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So these saints that were living in that day and time in the city of Rome lived in one of the largest, uh, uh, most worldly and pagan cities of, uh, of that time. Amen. Rome was the capital city of the Western world. And it is said that at that time, over 4 million people lived in Rome. That's still a large city even by today's standards. And the church, therefore, was spread out across the cities. The saints met, according to Paul's writings here, in various places in the city of Rome. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, and uh, know this, that they were susceptible to the godless culture that was in that city. It was a pagan city. Amen. And they were susceptible, susceptible to the worldly influences. These are thoughts and pursuits that were contrary to the knowledge 
knowledge of the one true God and his will for his people. Amen. And it sounds like the same kind of battle and fight that we have today. Amen. So in, in, in this part of the book of Romans, chapter 12 and on, amen, Paul provides exhortation for Christian living. Amen. You know, sometimes folk are just happy to receive the Holy Ghost or to feel the Spirit sometimes, but there's a certain way we must live in order to be pleasing to God. Amen. It's not this watered down stuff that you're seeing uh, that you have access to uh, uh, by the television or by the internet this day. Most of that stuff is absolutely worthless. Praise the Lord. There, there is a life that the Lord expects us to live. Amen. A way expects us to, to live out our salvation so that we can be pleasing to him. So Paul addresses these saints, and, and he addresses us all when he says, I beseech you, praise the Lord, I beseech you, brother. In other words, amen, he's saying to them, I'm going to give you some counsel that you should not avoid. I'm making an earnest appeal to you, brethren. He counted himself a child of God and the saints that he was talking to as fellow brethren and sisters in Christ. I appeal to you, amen, by the mercies of God, praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. And I'm appealing to you, first of all, at, at, the, at the outward level, at the fleshly level. Praise the Lord. I'm appealing to you that even though you live in this pagan world, in this pagan society, in this pagan culture, amen, uh, I want you to understand that something is wrong with, from God's perspective, the temporary gratification of the flesh. Praise the Lord. He earnestly appeared to them to offer their bodies, amen, uh, their bodies which were the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That was in them. Praise God. Their bodies that he wrote to the church at Corinth that were the members of Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Offered that as a living, holy, acceptable sacrifice to God. Amen. Amen. We have to give our bodies completely to the Lord. Paul wrote this, amen, to the church at Corinth, amen. He said that their bodies were not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And, and this is important because you have a lot of folks today, amen, that are, are so-called Christians that feel as long they can be spiritual, you know, uh, in, in a sense. They can be spiritual with the non-tangible parts of them, but that they can do what they want to with their body, Praise the Lord. You ought to realize that the Bible says flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. How you treat your body makes a big difference. I'm, especially, I'm talking to everybody, but especially those of you who have received the Holy Ghost. You've got to realize your body does not belong to you. You need to glorify God in your body and your spirit that belongs to him. He paid the price, amen, so that you could be freed from the bondage of sin and Satan so you can't do what you want to do because you belong to him. Let the church say amen. Praise God. So he makes it clear, amen, that you cannot get involved in sex uh, even though you are not married. The world is saying it's all right. It's all right to be involved as long as it's just two people are consenting. But we see what's happened with this. It's just, it's just gone out of control because it's contrary to the word of God. People have brought uh, disease upon their own bodies because the Bible says every man that is um, a sin, that a man sins, he sins outside of the body except for the sin of fornication. When you sin fornication, the Bible says you sin against your own body. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. And you receive in your body your error that you uh, were worthy of. Praise the Lord. That's why there's so much venereal disease running rampant. Praise God. That's why now these, these liberal thinkers are trying to give your children, and you need to be aware of this and wake up, parents. You need to be aware of this. They're trying to give them medicine, sometimes pass it to them in the doctor's office or in schools because the assumption is they're going to have sex outside of marriage, so they need to be protected. You don't need to be protected from anything you're not doing. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. You don't need a condom in your back pocket or in your wallet. Amen. You don't need uh, birth control pills if you're not engaged in that kind of activity. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. But uh, some folks uh, have gotten uh, in their mind a cultural myth that I can do this is all right because the two of us have consented to do it. But look what we have now, these predators that are preying even on small children. And it's, it's an absolute shame and it's a travesty, praise God. But as people of God, we cannot get involved in sex of any form or fashion if you are not married, praise God. And then you have those who are married who are warped in their brain, amen, and they're thinking that they can go in and get involved in sex outside of their marriage. That's adultery. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. And they think that somehow this is all right. Amen. But fornicators and adulterers, my Bible says, God will judge. You cannot do those kind of things. You cannot uh, 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 somehow agree with that. Even if you don't, don't do it. You cannot agree with that. I know some of you all, praise Lord, you're just, you're far weaker than I would like to see you be. Amen. I don't care if it's in your family. You cannot poo-poo that. You cannot just go along with that. You can't keep your mouth shut about it. Listen, if you've got folk in your family that are living this kind of way, you need to stay away from that. Praise the Lord. You need to let them know this is wrong. We shouldn't be living there. There was a time even in these United States of America. It was a time when our culture frowned upon sex. Not that people weren't doing it, but it was frowned upon. It wasn't accepted even by the general population that you should be involved with sex outside of marriage. That if you weren't married, you'd be living with somebody that's not your husband or not your wife. That if you were, listen, we've only had one president in the whole history of this country who's ever been married, divorced, and remarried. Only one and that was Ronald Reagan, praise the Lord. Amen. So even though the country is drifting and going away from God's holy commandment, even in some things, they're still holding on to, to what's right. Now, I guarantee you, before it's all over, you're going to have some others because of the, the cultural norm is changing so rapidly, it's hard to keep up with the decline, if you will. Praise the Lord. Amen. But this is unacceptable to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. We have a, uh, people who think that, okay, I'm, I'm spiritual, but they drink alcohol and they drink liquor, amen, and uh, uh, they smoke tobacco, or they're involved in vaping, or they're involved in smoking marijuana, amen. Look at uh, today, our population, amen, people that dress so immodestly. They're showing the contour and shape of their flesh. The clothes they put on is like another layer of skin. You can see there's, it leaves nothing to the imagination. And if they don't show you everything that way, then they walk around half naked, so to speak, and they pull the clothes off, praise the Lord. Michelle Obama came in with her shoulders out, amen, and you got folks with both shoulders out, one shoulder out, amen, cutting holes here, cutting holes there. It's a mess, praise the Lord. What I'm trying to get you to understand is we're not of that. Praise the Lord. We are part of the kingdom of God. It doesn't make a difference what the world does as children of God that have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. We cannot do 
do those things. Praise the Lord. We cannot be involved in those things. Amen. Because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. God lives in you. Praise the Lord. And he's a holy God and he demands that you be holy. It might rub some of you the wrong way. You might not like it. You might not agree with it. You may be too weak to have the backbone to stand up. Praise God. But that's why I'm the pastor and you're not. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Because somebody has got to stand up and have some backbone and conviction and cry loud and spare not and lift up their voice like a trumpet in Zion. Amen. Praise God. We cannot have kumbaya. Amen. We've got to prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. All this showing of flesh. Amen. If the skirts aren't shorter and shorter, the pants are so tight. And the Bible tells us, amen, in Deuteronomy 22 and 5, that a woman should not wear the things that pertain to a man. So it's wrong for a woman to have pants on. There's no such thing as women pants. It's a man pants that a woman put on. Praise the Lord. Amen. Women have typically worn clothes that were different than men in every place in the world. Praise the Lord. Amen. And in our country, when we were sane, women wore dresses or skirts and men wore pants. Praise the Lord. Amen. And God didn't change his order. We did. We did, praise the Lord. And it's wrong, amen. You, some of you need to go back and, and, and look at history a little bit. There was a time when women wore a skirt or dress no matter what they were doing. They rode a bike in a skirt. They played tennis and sports in skirts. They swam in a skirt. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Amen, you're back there wondering, they couldn't do all these things. Listen, just because the world is getting worse and worse and worse and worse, that's why you're seeing what you see. It wasn't always the way it is is. Praise the Lord. And we can't back down and take down, amen, and go along with what's going on now. It's not right. I don't care how good it looks. I don't care how good it feels. It's not the will of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Folks have got themselves all made up now with this makeup so they can depict themselves as something other than what they really look like. Praise God. Amen. And they're wearing expensive, excessive, non-functional jewelry. Amen. For adornments, attractions you to their bodies to themselves and to see what they have amen the demon is in the air now for piercing you know people most folks can't stand to bite their tongue most folks can't stand to be hit in the nose praise the lord but but where in the name of god did people uh, get that it was okay to poke themselves through amen they have a hole in their lip they've got holes in their nose amen we know a lot of them got holes in their ears sometimes all up and down the, the ear holes in their navel amen this is crazy it doesn't make an ounce worth of sense it's just a testimony to the fact that there is a living devil who has demons who puts in the minds of people crazy things to do amen and so it's you, you'll see men and women doing the same thing and then crazy adults amen piercing even their children this does not make sense praise the Lord amen nor is it godly we should not go along with it and anybody who is a child of God should not not be praising someone that has this stuff or does this kind of stuff because it's not according to the will of God. The other demon that's loose, amen, is tattooing, amen. People are just marking up their bodies like it's a whiteboard and they got a crayon, hallelujah to God, amen. And they've got these, I, I, I can't believe what I'm seeing in this day and time. Folks have 
tattoos on areas of their body where they don't know the people that are tattooing them. They don't know if the stuff is clean or not. Amen. These people could, could, could pierce a, a, an artery or a vein and you could bleed to death. You could get contaminated. They got stuff all down there. Next, you look in these sports and these sports guys in the NBA, they're full of the demon of tattooing. They've got it all down their face, on their arms, on their legs. Now, somebody might say, well, I got one. I did, but you didn't know any better when you weren't saved, but you're over here on the Lord's side now. The Bible says in such words, some of you. So I'm, I'm not condemning you for what you did when you didn't know Christ, but I'm saying to the children of God, we cannot engage in that. We don't do those kind of things. We don't glory in those kind of things. We don't accept those kind of things. We don't put up with that kind of stuff. Praise God. And if anybody's angry or mad about it, let them go on about their business because it's not right. It's not pleasing and it's not acceptable. It is not the perfect will of God. Amen. God made you. He did a good job when he made you. Whether you like the way your face look or not, got nothing to do with it. Praise the Lord. Amen. You inherited that. Whether you like how tall you are or how short you are or how wide you are or how you shape, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing because the flesh and blood is not going to inherit the kingdom of God anyway. Praise God. The beauty for the child of God is their spirit that obeys God. Amen. Not the external person. Am I saying that you should try to look like a bum? Like we used to say a bum, so to speak? Now, I'm not advocating bumship. Praise God. But if you get to the place where you're doing things just so people can notice your flesh, so they can see how, excuse me, I, I just hate to be just graphic like this, but I got to say something. Amen. But if all they can see, amen, is your crotch, and all they can see is how big your breasts are, woman, and how big your backside is, something is wrong with that. That's not the way it's supposed to be. If a guy's walking around and his, he, 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 he don't even know where his hips are anymore and his pants are sagging and hanging down, amen, and he got no shirt on, he poked his, his lip, got a hole in it and a ring in it, something wrong with that. That's not godliness. That's not godliness and we ought not go along with it and we ought not compliment anybody on that, amen, because God has called us to a holy calling. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. And now I'm seeing colors of hair. I used to only see in the comic books when I was a boy. Only Superman had blue hair when I was a boy. Amen. Praise God. But now folks got blue hair. They got purple hair. They got pink hair. They got green hair. Amen. They looking like the Hulk with green hair and all this kind of craziness. I'm saying, what is going on with this? This is insane. But I have to say something about it because some of you all would go along with it. And if I didn't preach against it, you come in here with gold hair. Praise the Lord. Some of you get your hair starting to turn a little gray and you're all upset about it. You ought to thank God you're still alive and your hair didn't turn gray in your grave. Praise the Lord. Because your hair keeps on growing a little bit and turning a little bit even after they put you in a casket and seal you up and put you six feet under. Praise the Lord. Amen. Who cares you got gray hair? You're still alive and you know Jesus Christ and what are you worried about? What are you worried about? Because we're going to get a new body anyway. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So you ought to take care of your body but you ought not worship the body. Remember the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and whosoever defiles that temple, amen, the Bible says him shall God destroy amen, so don't be enticed by these people who go around looking weird with green and yellow and pink and orange hair and all this kind of stuff and tattoos all over them praise God and all this kind of foolishness and rings on them, praise the Lord uh, all in their nose and their mouth and in their tongue and all that kind of stuff something wrong with that, don't you see that something wrong, that's not normal 
normal. That's not natural. When I was coming up as a child, we didn't have crazy folk like that. This demon is let loose in this age, in this generation. This demon is trying to do everything it can to cause us to be lost before the sky cracks and the Lord returns for his coming. So I'm going to cry against it if I got to cry by myself. Praise God. Amen. And this, and this is tough love. Praise God. This is tough love. And I don't mind tough love because tough love is what you're going to need in this day and time to help you make it into the kingdom. We've kissed enough. We've hugged enough. We've licked enough. It's time to get right with God. Hey, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. My God, my God. Amen. And folks' mouth is so vile now. Amen. As we used to say when I was a kid, they're cursing like a sailor. Amen. Men and women, their mouth is so vile and corrupt, a foul language that comes out of their mouth. You, you wonder, how can a person be this, this messed up in their spirit to speak this way? The, the other day, I, I had mother I stopped to get her something to eat. We went to the restaurant, and we're in a nice restaurant, and next to us, too, two knuckleheads, amen, they're talking about politics and after a while it got so upset with each other they started using some of the most vilest and filthy language. I threw my, my napkin on the table and went to, 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 to the uh, maitre d' or whatever. I said, listen, I said, those two guys over there, my first inclination was to go to them. But I said, oh, I, I, ain't, I ain't like that no more. Amen. My first inclination was to go over them and shut them up. Praise the Lord. I said, nah, that's not the way I'm not supposed to be a brawler. So I went to the fella and I said, listen, I said, those two fellas over there are engaging in conversation with language that I don't use and I'm not, I don't appreciate my wife here. Oh, we're so sorry. We apologize. We can move you to another table. Where would you like to sit? They gave me my poor choice. We moved to another side of the restaurant and let those two just continue on in their conversation. You know, I, I could see if it was, you know, a hamburger, hot dog, cheap place, but this was a halfway decent restaurant and you got grown men sitting up there have no respect for women anymore because women don't have respect for themselves. They don't have respect for themselves. Praise God. Amen. You ought to say something. Amen. Tell them, listen, I, I'm not your baby. Huh? And I don't appreciate that language. I don't use that. Get away from me if you're going to talk like that. Praise God. You call some of their eyes to book. Amen. And their ears might wiggle, but they know to leave you alone because you don't go along with that. See, the devil will press you and push you to find out how far you're going to go. Amen. And his aim is to push you off the precipice. You've got to have some backbone and some standards and conviction about what's right and tell people, listen, I don't do that. I don't talk that way. And I'd appreciate it if you get away from me with that mess. Tell them point blank. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. But their mouths are full of cursings and just vile things, praise the Lord. Amen. And, and, and now these folks are engaging uh, in entrapment of folks, praise God. They're trying tricks, amen, to see if they can trick a man or a woman into marriage. The Bible says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. Amen. Let me tell you something, young lady. If you have to trick a man to get him, woe be to that man. If he ain't got sense enough to look at your mama, praise God, and pay attention to her and his behavior and he's going to track you down anyhow I don't, I don't want to hear about it when you get her and she start acting like her praise God because that was her model unless she broke herself away and got to the altar and stayed on there and got that foul spirit out of her if you got you're looking at a young man and you shouldn't be looking too hard anyway because he's supposed to be finding you you shouldn't be trying to track him down and trick him but let me tell you something amen if you get a fella and he was 
was, and he comes from a, a, a irresponsible, bruiser, brutish kind of background. And then later on, after a couple of days of marriage, he loses his temper and he's going to go upside your head. Ain't nothing I can do about it but tell you to call the police and get a restraining order. Because I was probably trying to tell you from the beginning, don't fool with that fellow. He's not worth it. Or leave that young lady alone if you want to call her a lady. Praise the Lord. But since you couldn't hear and you were in love, amen. Somebody said love is blind. I concur. Amen. It must be deaf, dumb, and blind because the things that most people see about the insanity of others that should be left alone until they mature or get their act right. Amen. It seems like some of the worst ones, that's the what people want. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Amen. I hate to have to talk like this, but it's the truth anyhow. Praise the Lord. And Jesus said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Praise God. Amen. So we got an epidemic, especially among minorities in this day and time, in this culture, in this country, where a whole lot of babies are being born out of wedlock. Now folks are having uh, showers for them. Used to be in the old days, praise the Lord, when you had a shower, you had one shower for the first time a woman gave birth to a baby. You didn't have a shower every Every time they had a baby. Praise the Lord. But the culture is so crazy now and giving it just pleasure rather than the will of God. Every time somebody have a baby, they want to throw a shower. I mean, I find some of you sisters, amen, you can't have come to church, right? But if we're going to have a shower, you can make it to that no matter when it is, no matter. You could be sick on Wednesday night for Bible class, but if we're going to have a wedding or we're going to have a shower, you get healed. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. You don't think I see that and know that? Praise God. I'm going to continue to cry against this because it's foolishness. It's not the way God God wants us to live. We're supposed to be a living witness. We're supposed to be a, an example to the world. Praise God. An example to people coming into church. We don't go after this stuff the way the world. The world doesn't dictate to us how to live. Amen. We show them amen by the power of the Holy Ghost that's within us how they ought to be living. Somebody ought to say amen. Praise God. Amen. But now it's bad enough they're doing that but now these folks are having children out of wedlock and, and, and you're saved grandparents and saved brothers and sisters they're going to a shower with folks that were born out of wedlock. Excuse me, but the Bible says you're a bastard. Praise God. It's not right. It's not pleasing in the sight of God. I don't care what half-saved folk goes along with it. Praise God. Because some of us, especially when it's in the family, we can excuse everything. But right is right and wrong is wrong no matter what the person's last name is. I don't care if you're tied to them or not. Praise God. The Bible says not to be a partaker in another man's sin, including if the man got or the woman and got your last name. Now this might not be what you want to hear. You ain't jumping and singing and shouting, but you won't go away today saying, I didn't hear the truth from that bald head man again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. And so we got these kids having kids. Amen. And the kids can't, weren't half raised themselves and they, they don't know how to raise children. That's why these folks are depressed. That's why they're going around shooting up people. Amen. Because they were never chastised, never trained. That's why they don't know how to behave themselves. That's why they run the streets in gangs. That's why life is not sacred to them. They can kill you. It doesn't even bother them. They can, if they're looking for just a little bit of change to get drugs, they can kill you. It doesn't bother them because they were never taught right from wrong. Used to be a time when you could say to a boy if he was acting up, boy, you stop that. You know right from wrong. But those are futile words now because parents don't send their children to church. They don't send them to Sunday school. They don't come to church themselves. Amen. And nobody knows what's in the Bible anymore. As one young fellow used to say years ago, they don't know palms from Psalms. Praise God. And when you don't know the word of God, then you don't know the truth. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Because the truth is in Jesus. He is the truth. Amen. You got to get in his word and get his word in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you can know right from wrong. Otherwise, because of the fallen nature, the propensity is to do wrong. Praise God. The flesh is not interested in doing right. It is interested in doing something to please itself. And because you're talking about an old sinful nature, it gravitates to. It is attracted to things that, 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 that don't please God. How many of you have the Holy Ghost and are trying to live life? Find that you got a battle on your hands every day. You're fighting all you can. The world is pushing and pulling you and try, trying to get you to do things. Praise God. Amen. There's so much available. When I was a kid, praise God, you had to go to the old... A, 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 a crazy movie house, so to speak, with the three X's on it to see that trash. Now you can pull it up on your on your on your phone or on your pad or on your computer and watch that trash. Now you can get on demand. You can sit right up there in your family room, or living room, and some of you don't have the 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 the, 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 the God-given conviction to to even know how to control regular television. There is very little on regular television worth looking at. Praise God. Amen. The folks are cursing. They're they're swearing, they're vile, praise God, they're, they're men kissing men, women kissing women, amen, holding hands, praise God, folk lying up in the bed together, they're not married, they're having sex, come on, praise God, don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about, this is the truth, praise the Lord, hallelujah to God, amen, you look at that filthy boob too, praise God, and all manner of violence is on there, I don't understand how some of y'all can look at that kind of violence as a child of God, why does that turn you on, amen, to watch that kind of violence, folks getting their arms cut off, head cut off, you people go to war and they come back maimed from seeing these kind of things, but some of us are maimed in the mind now because we sit up and watch that mess on television and your brain can't rightfully discern amen what is fiction from what is true you do you not know the, the thing that you watch and you ingest after a while uh, you lose a sensitivity to it at one time where you found it unappealing or something that was revulsive if you keep on doing it and keep on watching it after a while it's not so revulsive anymore it's not so reviling anymore you begin to accept it you can get along with it you can go with it praise God hallelujah oh but I thank God for the sanctity fine power that is in Jesus Christ praise God hallelujah who can regenerate you and change you amen so that stuff is you see there's no good amen and folks are still flirting with one another and just because you got a ring on your finger and I advise you to wear a ring if you're married praise God but that don't stop some of these folks amen you got folks that flirt with, with other women's husband or men, men that flirt with another man's wife praise God that's a good way to get yourself in the casket Mm, amen. When they blow you away, you ain't got, they ain't got, you won't have nothing to say then. To hell you go, because that's not right. Amen. It's against the law of God. Let the church say amen. As I forestated, you got these people now, amen, that are part, and, 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 and they're, they're, they're really pressing us now, say. It started uh, in high places with President Obama, but they're really pressing us now to get us to accept this transgender thing and this men loving men and women loving women. Amen. And they're pressing us as an adult, but some of you don't realize how much they're uh, they're impressing uh, this upon your children, upon their mind in these foul places. Sometimes we call the halls of education. They're trying to get them to agree with this kind of behavior that it's all right. You don't need to read the scriptures. Paul was a hater. He didn't like women. You stop lying, Amen. The man couldn't have written what he wrote unless the Holy Ghost gave it to him, Amen. Hallelujah. And he couldn't have helped the church the way he did unless he was 
clean and sanctioned by God. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. He just didn't let you have your way because the Holy Ghost is speaking through him. Amen. And let me tell you something. When you really submit yourself to the Lord like you ought to, you're not looking to have your way anyway. Praise God. Because you know the scripture says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Amen. You know the Bible said to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. God said, I'll receive you unto myself. You can be my sons and daughters. I'll be your God. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can actually watch these women hugging on one another, holding hands and kissing each other. After a while, it doesn't bother you. Praise God. I find it stomach turning for see a man get next to another man and kiss him in the mouth. I know the Bible talks about a holy kiss, but it was not talking about that. Praise the Lord. I got some brothers I know that used to be on the face of the earth, even though the Bible says greet one another with a holy kiss. There was no way you could kiss that preacher. Amen. Praise God. If you kissed him, he liable to light you up with his fist. Praise God. Amen. He, he just didn't want to have any part of it. Even though it was supposed to be a holy kiss, a hug, a kiss on the cheek, he didn't want no man kissing him. Say brother or not. And I understand that. Praise the Lord. Because a real man that's holding on to the truth of God's word doesn't want that. But my point is that this society is pressing on us so much so until we're being pushed in this direction from the highest office in the land. Introduce this stuff, praise God. Amen. And these folks during that administration took over. They're running wild and that's one reason they don't like the current president because as, as crazy as he might be, he don't go along with that piece of it, praise the Lord, and they hate him, praise the Lord. They were trying to do everything they lie. They can't rely on him and destroy him, praise God. Well, he might not be your first choice, amen, but but God put him where he was to, to halt the slide for just a little while. He might not make it in there for a second term, but the slide is halted for a little while because by now, if Hillary had gotten in there, it would have been all, the, the brakes would have been completely off, amen, because she was of the same mentality of the rest of most of those who are Democrats, amen, and they feel like this is the way that we show that we love each other. It doesn't make a difference who you love. The Bible says it does make a difference who you love and who should we believe God or man I'm going to hold on to what the word of God says whether you like me or not whether you stay or not it's still right and I'm going to stand for it whether you like the way I preach or not it don't make a difference to me I've been preaching longer than some of you are old I'm going to stand on this praise God because it is right Glory to God, hallelujah to God. I'm not going to back up, take down, turn around, and get sweet mouth on it. Praise God, hallelujah. I bear in my hand the sword of the spirit. Praise God, I'm going to poke every devil that ain't like God. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Praise God. Men kissing men. Before you know it, saints, if you're not careful, your little boys will do. You got to, you can't just why I say when it comes even to going to the restroom, parents need to take their own children. Amen. I hate to say it, but I'm going to tell the truth about it. Amen. Some of y'all sitting up in here, clapping your hand and patting your feet, but you ain't a bit more convicted about what I preach and what the Bible said than a man in the moon. Praise God. Amen. I don't trust some of you. Praise God. Because you don't pray. You don't fast. 
you don't walk with God, you do crazy things and you allow your children to do crazy things. And you might be an apostolic fellowship church, but you're not what you ought to be. Thank God it's not the majority because you know I'm coming after everything that's not like God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. But you've got to be careful. Praise God. Because you can't just turn your little boy over to anybody to take him to the restroom. You can't just have anybody change your daughter's diaper. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're the parent. You do it. Praise God. You do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you better be real. Amen. Sure that anybody else that has access to your children loves God with their whole heart, soul, and mind and loves their neighbor as themselves. Because many a child has gotten messed up. Amen. As a little child by some crazed demon possessed person. Amen. Who was perverse in their spirit. Some of you know I'm telling you the truth. And praise God. Unfortunately far too many times it happens right in the family. You left them with Uncle Joe. You left them with Auntie Susie and they got themselves messed up because they were homosexual and in this day and time transgender. And so you got these men that amen the, the demon of womanhood is on them. And so they go and they actually have surgery. Amen. To change themselves over to be women. And you got, you got women that want to be men. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen this is contrary to what is holy and what is righteous. Praise God. This is contrary to what Paul wrote about in the first chapter of the book of Romans. Praise the Lord. He spoke about this and this is why these folks in our day and time hate the man and they hate what he wrote and they hate the Bible and they hate God because when they read it they feel condemned because they're involved in this kind of stuff. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. But it's still right anyhow. Praise God. Amen. We cannot go along with this stuff. Amen. After a while you know to the place now where every bathroom will be available for everyone. Some wrong when a man and a woman you outside the house you're in a public place and everybody's got access to the same bathroom. I'm telling you saints we need to stand up and cry out against this foolishness even if it means getting into the political arena somewhere along the line. I'm not worried about being popular because I can't be popular with you so I know I ain't going to be popular with the world. Somebody needs to stand up with a strong voice and say oh no 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 we're not going to let that stuff come into our schools praise the Lord. Amen. You got these women now amen they can't boil an egg they can't bake a cake they can't make crust for a pie and I'm not trying to relegate you to listen to what I'm saying because you know I don't down women praise the Lord. Amen. They can't do anything a woman typically knows how to do but they can dribble a ball they can do a great layup they can make three pointers they can box they can run with a football praise God and the majority of them kind of women are lesbian now they're lesbian and you let your girls go out there and get involved with the track team get involved with the basketball team get involved with the baseball team amen they are fooling with these lesbians as coaches amen and you leave them for hours you don't know what's going on especially when they threaten them and tell them if you say anything I'll kill your father I'll kill your mother that's the kind of world we're living in these are mean vicious demon possessed people praise God take her home and turn learn her amen how to do the things that a woman should do around the house and don't turn your sons over to everybody amen we've just seen in recent history down at some of the greatest football schools in the world if you don't want to call them praise the Lord whether in the University of Pennsylvania Penn State amen all these years that man not the head coach but the other one was a scoundrel Sindorsky or whatever his name is the man was a scoundrel amen 
man, your boys are showering and he's in there with the boys. He's inviting them to his house. He's messing all over them in his basement and his wife is clueless upstairs in the house somewhere. What is going on here? We are living in the last days. There's a filthy generation that we're living in. So you can't just turn your children over to everybody. Let them do something where you can keep your eye on them and know where they are and who they're with. Praise God. Hallelujah to God. Don't let them get involved in all these activities. Look at what happened, praise God, in the Olympics. Praise God. With these with these uh, young girls that are involved. What is it? Praise Gymnastics and everything. That foul doctor man, messed up a lot of these young ladies. First of all, what they wear is so provocative. Amen. Why do you think the crazy demon-possessed man went after him in the first place? Because they didn't leave anything to his imagination in terms of the way they dress. It's a shame to look like they look. Praise God. You don't let's dress your daughter up in some leotards and tight stuff and don't think that demon's going to get on her and enter and after a while she'll have no shame. Let me tell you something. The only reason women can go to the beach and dress in a two-piece so-called bathing suit which is a bikini amen is because they've lost all sense of decency praise God if she wouldn't come out of her house to get the mail excuse me in her panties and her bra praise God then how in the name of God can she put the same thing on give it a different label and parade up and down the sand praise God something wrong if you get if that's acceptable to you now I can see I was acceptable to a filthy minded praise God man who's full of lust but it ought to be in distasteful to a woman amen hallelujah to parade herself like that praise God that 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 queen in the old testament Vashti she told her husband I don't care if you are the king I am not coming out to parade myself among you and your drunken friends praise God and somebody that's holy ought to have the same conviction today you church mothers ought to have some backbone and stop leaving everything to my wife praise God you ought to have some backbone and some conviction and tell these gals you need to straighten up and do right hallelujah to God we're supposed to be a holy people hallelujah to Jesus we're supposed to be amen God's prized possession is that right hallelujah so you can't give your children over to these people just because they have a degree just because they have a little title behind their name listen the devil don't care about how much education you have matter of fact some of the folks that have the most education are the most demon possessed because they think they are God or they don't need God hallelujah and you really got to watch them praise God amen that's why I've been telling you parents for years you need to show up at your school where your children are going unannounced and just go in praise God you're paying the taxes you're living there show up unannounced praise God amen and just look in get to know the teachers that are teaching your children amen ask them some personal question they're not running for election they're dealing with your child hallelujah to God and you don't want them messed up and scarred for life and always struggling in the church trying to figure out am I clean enough am I good enough there's some things a child ought not ever to have to worry about hallelujah to the Lord my God my God amen so as saints amen we cannot do what we want to do with our body because our body belongs to God and the Holy Ghost lives in us how many of you have the Holy Ghost how many know that it makes you do more than jump sing and shout amen and we need to present our bodies to God a living holy acceptable sacrifice the apostle Paul says here at the close of verse 1 in chapter 12 which is our reasonable service 
That word reasonable comes from the Greek logikos. Amen. And it means it's, it's, it's a sacrifice that's intelligent. It's a sacrifice that's rational in contrast with those things offered by ritual and compulsion. Amen. The presentation of our body is to be in accordance with the spiritual intelligence that God has given us as new creatures in Christ Jesus who are mindful of the mercies of God. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. And then he starts off with a negative aspect. He says, and be not conformed to this world. Praise God. The, the Greek word, amen, for conform means to fashion or shape one thing like another. You see, the world's going to try to press you into its mold, but you be different. You be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. You look like Jesus. You, 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 you talk like Jesus. You live like Jesus Christ, not like the world. Amen. Not like MTV, not like BET, but you live like Jesus Christ. Amen. And this conformance here is in reference to our outward look and our outward behavior. Amen. Turn these people off where you look at these churches and it looks just like the world because it is the world. You don't need anything set in there from the pulpit to the door. Praise God. Turn that old mess off because it'll get in your spirit and mess up your mind and after a while you think I'm the enemy. I'm the problem. Praise God. I'm not the problem. I've never been your problem. I'm just the one that God is using ye men to pull you out of sin and hopefully to keep you out of it. You know you. Praise the Lord. And you know how you long for stuff that is not like God. Be honest with yourself and say, I need somebody to tap me upside the head every once in a while and help me to understand uh, I need to be thinking differently. Let this church uh, church say amen. Praise God, amen. So you, you can't be like the world. You want to conform to Jesus Christ in the way you look and in the way you behave. Hallelujah to God. Amen. And the world here is the, is the world system in the culture around us that is not a part of the kingdom of God. Any thought that is not like God. Any pursuit that is part of uh, the dictates of this present age that are not like God are ungodly. Praise God. So you've got to be careful of what you listen to and what you agree with and what you think about. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. Praise God. And following the pursuits of the world. The things that the world says you need to have, most of it you don't need to have. Praise the Lord. How Hallelujah. The Bible tells us as kingdom people to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what we need to concern ourselves with. And then the other things that we have need of, amen, the Bible says God will add them to us. I'm a witness that he'll do it. Amen. Now Paul turns the table a little bit here in chapter, in verse 2, chapter 12. And he says, I'll give you a positive aspect. He said, be transformed. Praise God by the renewing of your mind. That Greek word for transform metamorpho amen it means to change the shape of amen and it's a process it's not magic it's a process praise God and the transportation transformation is with respect to our inner makeup praise God amen you, you are who you are externally amen there's a few things you can do about maybe how wide or how narrow you are but you can't be any taller unless you put
put on stilts for shoes. Praise the Lord. Or walk in your stocking feet. Praise God. But let me tell you something. He's talking about the transformation of the mind. Let the church say amen. Amen. And this transformation has to start there because the mind is the seat of reflective consciousness. Amen. Comprising the faculties of perception and understanding and those of feeling and judging and determining. All that happens in your mind. Amen. Therefore, our thought life must change. Amen. We change from natural thinking, amen, and reasoning to spiritual thinking and reasoning. Let the church say amen. Paul said, here's what you need to think about. He said, you think about the things that are true. You think about the things that are honest. You think about the things that are pure. You think about the things that are just. You think about the things that are lovely. You think about the things that are of good report. He said, and there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Do you not know you can control what you think about? You can control what, what the, the length of time you give to a thought? If you can see that the thought is not like God, rebuke it. Plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Get away from it. Amen. Flee youthful lust. Get away from the stuff that's not like God. Thought come to the mind? Say, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be so quick to say, well, I'm just rotten, no good and undone. Some of that stuff is from the devil and it's from the world. It's not even really in you. It's just going trying to get in you to see if there's a hook to latch on to. Amen. Those of us who are walking according to the word, amen, we can see it and not see it. We can hear it and get rid of it, praise God. But some of you, you're so busy, praise God, having a conversation with yourself and the devil until you beat yourself up and drag yourself down rather than say, that filth was from the devil. That mess was from the world and I rebuke you Satan in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I'm a child of God I don't participate in that stuff I don't go those places I don't do those things Satan the Lord rebuke you you need to learn how to plead the blood of Jesus praise God hallelujah because the devil is launching an attack he only wants to do is kill you steal from you and destroy you hey but Jesus said I come that they might have life and have it more abundantly praise the Lord our God you can rebuke those thoughts huh? get your Bible and open it you've got to you got to participate in this get your Bible and open it and begin to read the Word of God read those scriptures that really minister to the area of your life that you need help huh? don't read a cigarette smoking scripture cigarettes is not your problem huh? but if looking at a naked woman is you need to go find you some scripture to tell you listen amen maybe you need to pluck your eye out so you can go to heaven amen one eye out but you made it in praise God I'm not talking literally but you understand you need to cut that area of your life off come on and say amen amen a woman that look at a woman to uh, a man that look on a woman to lust of her the bible said have committed adultery already in his heart maybe you need to know exactly where that is and go read that and read that and read that till you know where it is and quote it because glory to god if you get that down in you when a nasty woman and that's just what she is when a nasty woman come to try to tempt you amen and show herself the word will come back to your mind you'll find yourself being able to turn your head you'll find yourself lowering your head you'll find yourself not looking at her you'll find yourself getting your eyes out your rear view mirror and your side mirror and trying to follow her down the street it 
doesn't have to be. You do hear me? You don't have to live that way. Praise God. Thank God for the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to God. Amen. So don't be transformed. Get this mind straight in the Bible and let this mind be in you. Didn't it say so? That was also in Christ Jesus. And so the best way to accomplish this is by the transformation that's got to happen on the inside. And when you're transformed on the inside, the way you do that is by reading the word and by studying the Bible, the scriptures in other words, and by meditating on the scriptures day and night. Therefore, you'll be like that person. It's like that tree that's planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in season. Doesn't it feel better when you can tell the devil no? Praise God. Doesn't it feel better when the world says do this and you can say no and don't do it? Do I have a witness? Or everybody here following the devil? Doesn't it feel better when you can resist the devil and he can free from you and you can still come to church and dance and sing and shout and say I feel no condemnation because I'm not looking at pornography. I'm not visiting prostitutes. I ain't kissing no man and I'm a man. I ain't kissing no woman or fondling over her. I'm a woman. Come on and say amen. I'm striving to do what's right. I want to be conformed to his image. Amen and praise God. That's why you got to pray. Hallelujah. Praise God again. That's why I enjoyed that part of Sister Elizabeth's speech when she talked about finding a place to pray. Let me tell you something, saints. I don't care how old you are, how many years you've been saved. You never graduate from the prayer meeting. You never graduate from coming up here and kneeling down if you need to. You never graduate from coming in here even if you got to come by yourself and get on your knees and pour out your heart to God. Find yourself a secret closet. Hallelujah. And go in there and pray because if you pray in your secret closet, God will reward your opening. Is that Bible? Is that Bible? Well, if his Bible is right, if his Bible it works, let the church say amen. Praise the Lord our God. You got to pray fervently and the Lord will bless you. He'll change your heart and mind. Praise God. So Paul said, listen, and then you got to prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen. So in other words, when the world examines you, because you know the world don't think anybody can live holy. The world don't trust anybody. The world don't think anybody's right. The world's hypocrites made up a bunch of hypocrites foul mouth hypocrites and, and they think everybody else is a foul mouth hypocrite they see all this nonsense on television it ain't fooling them they need they know these folks are a mess so most of these religious people on television on the internet they know they're a mess and so when you tell them you're saved they say sure you ain't really saved either but the more they watch you and see that you don't bend bow and break praise God you don't get involved in the things that they get involved in that are not like God you don't go to places they go you don't hobnob with them and find an excuse to be there praise God because you got a position I don't care what position listen when I was running amen praise God an executive in the insurance company amen I had to take my folks out to dinner from time to time I told them listen the money may not be mine it's company money but I've got jurisdiction over it ain't nobody touching a drop of liquor amen on any money that I you can drink all the soda you want you can get all the juice you want you can drink all the all 
all the water you want but you better not order a beer and you better not order liquor because I'm in charge of this and we ain't spending the company money that way come on and say amen and you know praise God we sit up there and have the most wonderful time even though they weren't saying nobody drinking alcohol of any kind everybody was in their might right mind nobody got killed in an auto accident going home drunk never had any problem they were very respectable and decent people praise the Lord you can stand up for what's right and people praise God will honor you for that let the church say amen hallelujah I don't care if it's a Christmas so called party I don't even like to use the word party the connotation is too worldly for my lips Hallelujah to God. Some of y'all party, party, party. I didn't grow a party and I ain't gonna, at this old stage, I ain't changing to no party. I call it a gathering, praise God. Amen. Because there's supposed to be a difference between clean and unclean, holy and unholy. I don't know how long I'm gonna live here, but when I die, I wanna be with Jesus. Glory to God. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah. We got to be separate from this world. John, John said, love it. Don't, don't love the world, right? And so when these people in the world look at you, amen, you, they're going to see that you are authentic. You are real. You're a genuine child of God because you do what is good. You do what is acceptable to God. Amen. You, you fulfill the perfect will of God. Praise the Lord, our God. You're not like these folk walking around. They're supposed to be saved and they're depressed or they're bipolar or they're angry or they're mean or they're nasty or they're living a duplicit life praise God that's not how you live praise God you made up your mind for God I'll live and for God I'll die let me tell you something that's why I'm so glad for the real Holy Ghost I'm glad in 1969 August 26 I got the real thing I've been saved now almost 50 years I'm glad I got the real thing Thing. nobody gave it to me uh, nobody had to say that's it that's it that's it he got it he got it he got it uh, I got the real Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues uh, I don't I was not a gregarious person I still don't think I am uh, not a gregarious outgoing person I was shy to myself uh, but the Lord came in and filled me uh, with the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, hallelujah and with the fire of God uh, amen and he purged out that old leaven uh, so I can be a new lump in him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I've had testing trials ups and downs like anybody else. But thank God if I went wrong I knew how to apologize. I knew how to ask even the Lord to forgive me and restore unto me the joy of his salvation and to uphold me with his free spirit. But I thank God that by the grace of God there's some things I have never done. Not because it's me but it's Christ that liveth in me in the life. Whoa, glory. I now live I live by the faith of the son of God uh, who loved me and gave himself for me he put a do right spirit in me praise the Lord uh, come on and say amen uh, thank you Jesus uh, amen because the Bible said if any man be in Christ Jesus uh, he is a new creature uh, old things have passed away uh, and behold all things uh, do I have anybody say that good uh, well all things uh, have become new. Let the church say amen. Amen. And I don't know why you're walking around weak. Amen. You can't have no, don't have no strength. Because the Bible tells me in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 that after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall have power. 
Hallelujah. How many thank God for the Holy Ghost power? Hallelujah. That abides on the inside. So, so young people and saints of God, don't be ashamed to be different. Oh Lord, it's not always easy, but say, Lord, be my strength. Lord, help me to stand. Lord, help me so I won't crumble and fail. Hallelujah to God. Say, Lord, I want you to give me courage. I'm weak, but thou art strong. Give me some courage. Fill me again with the Holy Ghost power and help me to be convicted about what is right. I don't want to make excuses for myself or for my family. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Hallelujah to God and give me holy boldness so I can stand up in the face of a bad breath demon that's snarling at me and telling me that I'm going to do this anyway. I rebuke you, Satan, because I have authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his name has been highly exalted above every name in the heavens and the earth. I don't have to do that. I don't have to look at that. I don't have to go those places. I don't have to talk that way because I'm saved by his power divine. I'm saved to new life sublime. Life would be sweet and my joy is complete because I'm saved. Oh Jesus. I wish I had some saved folk in here today. Hallelujah. Not somebody trying to walk on the edge to see if I can do this and if it's all right and the pastor don't like it I'm sorry he feel that way about it right is still right and wrong is still wrong ain't no gray areas do right and God will accept you isn't that what he told Cain he said if you do well you'll be accepted but if not sin lies at the door hallelujah let me get finished here hallelujah to God but my mind goes back to those young fellas that were in Jerusalem about the time that Babylon amen came and took Jerusalem praise the Lord our God and took the southern kingdom amen hallelujah took them away amen into the land of the Chaldees and they were told the king told them Nebuchadnezzar said listen I want you to go and I want you to find among these some bright young men some men that know mathematics some men that know science I want you to find the brightest and the best amen in the children of Israel among Judah I want to train them to become great men in my kingdom and when they were searching they found somebody named Daniel they found somebody named Hananiah they found somebody named Azariah and they found somebody named Mishael. Now there was a lot of others 
but these four hallelujah God praise God made up in the mind I'm not gonna do like these Babylonians do I may be in Babylon and it was not by my choice hallelujah I may be in this place but I'm not gonna live like a Babylonian I'm not gonna live like a Chaldee hallelujah hey tell me the Aspenaz amen the king's eunuch he said listen here's what I want you to do the king wants to set you aside for three years for special education I don't mean remedial learning you're the brightest and you're the best he wants to train you amen in the fine arts he wants to train you in his language he wants to increase your knowledge of the stars he wants you to build great places and be great engineers and doctors hallelujah to God amen but he's going to amen indoctrinate you for three years and we're going to give you the best that Babylon has to offer in terms of a menu you're going to drink what the king drinks you're going to eat what the king eats hallelujah so after three years you can look like a Babylonian you can talk like a Babylonian you can walk like a Babylonian and Nebuchadnezzar will find you acceptable hallelujah to God but Daniel oh Daniel purpose in his heart I'm not going to defile myself with the king's meat or the king's drink he said the rest of y'all go ahead if you want to I'm going to stand I'm going to stand I'm going to stand if I have to stand alone I'm going to stand hallelujah if you talk about me I'm going to stand if you isolate me I'm going to stand if you don't talk to me no more amen the Bible said that God blessed him to find favor with Ashpenaz and he said listen I don't mean to be disrespectful but I'm from a strange land according to you and I don't want to eat that stuff and I don't want to drink that stuff it might be king food but it's not my king's food you see he told me not to eat that and he told me not to drink that hallelujah and Ashpenaz said oh son he said mm, that's a problem he said because what am I going to do when you come up and you scrawny and you're skinny and you don't look bright like all the rest of these don't you see all the rest of these they're from Judah too and they're